0: What up, what up, what up, family? It is your boy here, the host with the most, Chris Latham, aka Feed Me and I'm Happy, aka his caller ID reads the greatest. I want to thank you all for joining me for a brand new episode of the Happiness Loves Company podcast. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Happiness Loves Company podcast. I'm with a friend that I recently met in life named Madeleine. I'm going to have her introduce herself. And I just want to say that this is the person when I met. It was, how to put it, the energy, the frequency was definitely on the right, right wavelength. And it was just a cool bond that we had together. So I had to get her on the podcast and I'm going to let her introduce herself to you guys.
1: Hi, Chris. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. It's my first podcast ever. So Nice. Yeah. My name is Madeleine. And... Uh, <laughs> Nice you added uh
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say I'm a really positive person, energetic, and I love to meet people and dance with them and just get with the flow. And I would say a lot of my friends that know me for real, know me like really deeply, would say that uh when I open my vulnerable side it gets interesting. But I don't get to do that with everybody, for sure. And of course, nobody does. It's normal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because I'm I'm also a scientist. I study biology. I'm a graduate student. And so it's very good for me to have this creative side uh, outside of school where I get to meet people, to enjoy life, and to be very positive about it.
0: So you get to tap into both your left brain and your right brain. You're like the ultimate human. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we got to clone and replicate you well it's it's important you know two parts of your brain you have them both need to use them
0: both 100 percent, 100 percent. and it's um so you had mentioned that you were doing dance and like i just want to let the listeners know that with Madeleine i had my first how to put it non-professional out of nowhere swing class lesson which was really dope and yes. really interesting for me so that was a fun time
1: <laughs> yeah that was a lot of fun
0: Awesome. So now I'm going to jump into things. Um, So you have an an idea of generally what type of questions I ask. So I'm going to start with the first question I love to ask all my guests is what does happiness mean to you?
1: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So I think there are a lot of different ways to look at happiness, especially when you think about if you're happy during the day or if you're happy in the end, you know, if you Genuinely think you're happy because I think I'm really happy in life Um, but for sure everybody has bad days and so I think it comes from your relationship that you have with people if they're meaningful to you if you can have a deep bond but if you're also able to be yourself and then I think it's also important uh, to be happy to have your own project to have your own uh, ideas what you work on um, so you're able to move forward to, well I, I think I, it's not like a universal truth for sure and I think I'm very privileged to see happiness as myself going forward and trying to achieve my goals in life but there is this part that is really important for me at the end of the day if I if I spend a lot of time uh, entertaining relationships even if there's a deep bond, if I'm, not, um, if I'm not achieving myself in different projects, I don't think I would be fulfilled and I don't think I would feel happy. Um, yeah, so I think it comes from different parts of your life. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad to say that this is a definition of happiness that comes from a privileged person who has the chance to spend time with loved ones, but also to spend time, on, to, spend time to care for myself and on my projects. And this is why it's also important to acknowledge the fact that not everybody has this privilege.
0: That is, that is, that is dope. I like that. And what I'm getting from that a lot is having a balance of everything. Like you got to have time for yourself. You got to have time with your loved ones. But at the same time, you need to be doing something that energizes you, keeps you going, keeps you excited. And like, what I I like to call it having like a childlike curiosity, something that keeps you always want to get to that next step, push into that next goal step. So I like what you said there, that was really great. Thanks. So now in thinking about, like I brought childlike curiosity, it's one of the things I often think a lot about is, as we age, how do we go from being like super creative, super imaginative to just kind of not thinking outside the box, trying to be like everybody else and fit in. So I'm curious to know, what were you like as a kid? Like, do you remember what your happiest moment was as a kid?
1: My happiest moment as a kid? There are so many. (laughs) (laughs) I can
0: see why you're happy now. You had a good foundation.
1: Absolutely. Um, I would say growing up, I had a lot of different influences. I'm the oldest kid in my family. And so I grew up with adults mostly. And then like my cousins and my little brother came in. But when I was younger, I would be surrounded by adults, young adults, like 25 years old adults, because my mm-hmm. parents are really young. Um, and I have this really strong bond with my grandmother. And so I would spend the summer with my grandparents um, in Saguenay-Lac-Saint-Jean, where my family's from. And I think great memories are from spending time with my grandparents there, um, being able to Uh, do a lot of things outside. Um, I have like this very good memory of going to Tadoussac, which is a beautiful place in Quebec, and looking at belugas and just like walking in the sand. So being outside um, and being with my grandparents is just amazing. Like good memories and like the classical music playing in the morning at my grandparents' place. (laughs) This is is so funny because like I don't even listen to the classical music that much anymore, but it's just sometimes i do it and it just it like triggers this memory of being Mm -hmm. whole and being just well
0: yeah it's like they say with um some music and with scents also they could bring back memories to stuff that you've had in the past which is really awesome
1: oh yeah definitely
0: some would it be safe like would be would be a safe guess for me to say like your grandparents either made you like a special pie or something like that every time you came over like your favorite meal
1: oh yeah blueberry pies
0: You
1: this, just kinda... is, this is so cliche, but it's true and it's delicious.
0: And you have to like sit there and wait for it to cool off by the windowsill.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I like that. So I'm, I, I'm understanding there's definitely some big, big family values that you have that's a very important part for you. Was there, would you say there's like one lesson that really stuck out to you that either your parents or your grandparents had taught you while growing up?
1: Yeah, my dad. Like he was he, he I don't think he fears anything he's just like going through life, living his best life, and try like coming up with solutions for every challenge, and that's really something that I'm trying to do in my life to try to be solution oriented I don't know if you can say that in English it works <laughs> um, but yeah, to be thinking about solutions instead of focusing on the problems and when I was uh, when I was traveling and I was younger, my my dad wouldn't be like scared. He didn't transmit like any f- fear of anything. He was just telling me like, listen to your instinct, and like be curious, but also not not be careful in a way that someone would be overprotective and be careful about everything. But just trust your instinct and try new things. And I think. This has me has made me very curious about what what surrounds me and yeah, very adventurous too.
0: Yeah, which explains a lot of the different interests that interests that you have at the same time. So it's really great. Mm-hmm. So I think I could say I I would safely assume that you're living up to what your dad has taught you on that part.
1: I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always like it's not always easy, but
0: no, it takes constant work. It takes definitely takes constant work. Yeah. So I like the fact that you mentioned about different projects and stuff like that and that you're working on different stuff and for myself I'm always a firm believer that in life there's three things we all need to be doing to help maintain balance. One is doing something for your health, one is doing something that makes you money, and the other one is doing something that feeds your creative side. So now with all of us pretty much stuck inside with the whole COVID and social isolation taking place, Are there any projects that you're currently working on that either tap on to all three of those categories or just one of the three categories?
1: Um, I've been trying to stay very active, even if it's difficult in this staying inside isolation. I think it's, it's hard to stay active, but it's so important because that's what I think that's part of my creativity. If I get to really not be thinking about anything for a moment because I'm out of breath or because I'm doing sports then I'm it's just it triggers my creativity so I think that's important even though it's difficult um so I've started like jogging and <laughs> things I never think I would do in my life I hate jogging it's the worst thing um <laughs> but now I'm doing it so I think we it kind of shows our resilience and our capacity to adapt but at the same time uh, I mentioned that I was uh, a graduate student and it's It's a special time for graduate students that requires us to rethink and re-engineer our study because we won't be able to go in the field. Um, Personally, I was working with an indigenous community. And so there is no way that I can go work with them when I come from Montreal. And there's like a lot of COVID cases here. I could be a vector of disease. So this is like a moral issue. I would say. And so I have to reorient all of that. And this is a good time to try to think about, okay, what can I do that will, to get the best out of this situation? Mm -hmm. Because obviously we're not going to have the, like we're not going to do the plans we were planning to do. So we have to think about, okay, so I, I need to be okay with it. And I need to move on to like, What's my second best option? And make this second best option your choice and really go for it. Because for me personally, just waiting to figure out what's going to happen next, if I'm going to wait for eight months, it's just going to be too long. I need to start working on a plan B and then be able to come back to plan A if that's possible. But just wait is not good for my mental health. So.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. I've just, been I... reading
1: a lot, <laughs> reading a lot, I would say.
0: Nice. Reading for work or just reading for pleasure? Both. <laughs> okay. Was there... I'll jump on that since you mentioned reading. I'll be curious to know, what would you... What is the one read that you recently had that was like, holy crap, I should have read this book sooner? Mm, wow.
1: I'm sorry, because there are like very good books that I've read, but the ones... I don't know, because right now I'm reading a book that's called Musulman me libre, and it's funny that you say, oh, I should have read that sooner. The truth is I started that book when I was 14.
0: <laughs> Hold on. I
1: read just, not just, even half of it.
0: <laughs> just for the listeners, how old are you now?
1: <laughs> 25.
0: <laughs> I think you beat me for the record of how long it would take to read a book. Like, there's books I've started <laughs> way back I finally got around to, but... Yeah, 11 years.
1: <laughs> no, but the thing is, I started it and I I kind of, I didn't understand what was happening, okay. you know, like I didn't, like I didn't follow that much. And so I closed it, I put it back in <laughs> where it was, and I found it back because right now, like we're not able to go shopping that much. Like I'm not a fan of ebook because I read online a lot, like uh, articles and papers. So I like to have a real book. And so I went back to my old books and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to start it again. And it's fascinating. It's so good. I mean, I just wasn't ready to to understand or like to read it when I was younger. So I think there are many books that you read and you're like, oh, I wish I had read it sooner. But the truth is maybe you were not ready to read it sooner, you know, if you hadn't chosen that book. Um, so yeah, that's a That's a good one.
0: That's a good point. Maybe you weren't ready to read the book and that's like it's <laughs> you say that and i have two things i'm thinking of right now there's some books that i have recently read that i have purchased over a year ago and i just got to them like holy crap this makes so much more sense now Yeah. and it comes down to this thing that a buddy of mine we've caught up we thought of we called it compound knowledge where everything you learn makes it easier for you for you to learn the next thing that comes up yeah so i think that was one of the definite reasons why i'm like oh this book this time around makes sense and because the reason I was dying of laughter when you said you had a book that you didn't finish for years was, so there's a book by one of my favorite authors, Malcolm Gladwell, called What the Dog Saw. Yeah, okay. What the Dog Saw. And I think I've started that book at least seven times. I know I've never finished it. <laughs> <but> <laughs> so the way it goes is I start the book, I'm like, oh, it's a good book. I get to a particular chapter, I'm like, oh, I already read this story. So I close the book, I'm like, I must've finished it. Then I think back, I've never actually finished the book. And it's just, it's like, you know, I'm into it. Then that part comes, where I've already read it. I'm like, do I want to go through this all over again? So when you said that, I'm just dying in my head. I'm like, I should finish that book. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> go for it. You have time. Uh, maybe not that
0: much, but. I'm, I'm definitely going to get to that. <laughs> Great. So with you being able to read and all that um, and having all this time for yourself to do all the things you want to s- much more than you would have previously, how would you describe your perfect day?
1: Wow. First of all, I just want to say that I don't have much time than before. That's a myth. (laughs) I'm kidding. But the truth is, days go by really fast, like faster than one would think. And when you have a lot of time, well, for me, I tend to be less organized. And so if I have a lot of things going on in my life, I'm going to be like very like on point and on time. Well, more. I'm not I'm not very punctual but anyways that's another <laughs> subject.
0: Well you're on time for this interview I'll give you that.
1: That's true. That's very true. But I yeah. So um but when I don't have like a specific schedule or when I don't have many things to do in one day I'm not as efficient uh, as I could be when I have 10,000 things to do. But I think it I think this this new rhythm is actually good and it brings a lot of time to think which is something we don't always have time to do um, but my perfect day would be you wake up you make a bit of coffee decaffeinated coffee <laughs> <laughs> and then read for like an hour but just something that you find interesting not that's something for work just like something good that you want to do that you want to read um, and then get to work <laughs> if it's a work day I mean <laughs> if you don't have to work you don't have to like it's okay it's fine
0: I love it perfect day I'm going to work most people are like I want to be on the beach I want to go traveling I'm going to work
1: <laughs> but I'm, I was just thinking about like a, a perfect day but like regular day you know You're and then realistic to, keep it yeah exactly I'm just like (laughs) then um like yeah then cook just take the time to do everything pretty well like cook something you love to eat I love eating and it's even better when you take the time to cook it for yourself um for sure like it's gonna like it's not gonna be a perfect day for me if it's not sunny outside I think you've you've got that yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I think I'm between human and plant, like I'm no new yet. <laughs> so I need to do a little bit of photosynthesis at some point during the day to go outside, yeah, go to the giving park. Us,
0: giving us some oxygen, greatly appreciated.
1: Yeah, exactly. If it's, it's even better if I can like, have a little ice cream to go outside, but now it's kind of hard to go for ooh. ice cream. Um,
0: What's your favorite flavor of ice cream?
1: Ooh, definitely Oreos. Really? Yeah.
0: That's like I don't know. To me, oreos is like what I we pick as a kid, and then like as you age, you kind of stick away. But like that, that's cool. Like it's just, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. You're stuck it's, with it that long. I stuck with it, but I love also like if I'm gonna go to a fancy little place, then I'm gonna have like those like I don't know grapefruit sorbet or something mm. like that. If I feel light, and then if I feel more like naughty, then like or like gourmand mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have Oreo. Yeah. okay I'm digging it I'm digging it Oreo's fine <laughs> I haven't had Oreo's since like a McFlurry from McDonald's since like they had was it 2002 about when I was in mm-hmm. high school
1: yeah that's a, that's been too long
0: yeah but I'm a big gelato person like you get me a pistachio gelato and I am mm. all in Ooh, all in awesome.
1: but the truth is any ice cream like I'm gonna eat it
0: <laughs> like i would much rather cook here and cream but if you're going to bring me like just chocolate or just vanilla I'm still going to take it <laughs> <Yeah. Anyway>. awesome <laughs> so I have to say like it, it's I'm still laughing inside of like perfect day I'm going to work but it just it explains a lot of like you like you just you're enjoying what you're doing which is something that I could say not many people get to experience in life mm-hmm. so I think that's something that's definitely just amazing for you to be able to experience that. So I love that. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. But in a perfect day for me, just want to mention that I wouldn't work 10 hours. You know, I like the idea of like working a little bit every day, like to be able to spread the work. And so you can use um, your time that you're focused to work. And then you can use other time for yourself to be balanced and then Mm -hmm. have at least one day that you don't work so that when you go back to work, you're really happy about it you know you're like motivated
0: yeah like it's a lot again a lot of what you're saying is about finding that balance in everything
1: yeah Which and is... also in a perfect day i have a lot of points um i would have like maximum two zoom meetings
0: yes yes with the time limit
1: yeah exactly like two one hour zoom meetings in one day that could be fine with me <laughs> even though I'm a social person like
0: I yeah yeah but it's, you know it's the whole sitting down in a chair and not being able to move part that's a little tough
1: mm-hmm. yeah but I read also a little bit about uh, zoom fatigue and um, why it's harder for us and part of it might be because um, people like the nonverbal verbal um, aspect of communication is harder to grasp and the more people you have in your zoom conversation the smaller people are and so you can't really get that and so like the the way you're going to focus is different and also the fact that you see yourself people see themselves and so they're going to be like oh i look like this and like trying to no but not everybody but like Mm -hmm. some people a bit but for sure like you're talking and you see yourself talk which is something you never experience in life in general and so you're going to be really like conscious, self-conscious, and might like adopt a different position that is less comfortable or less natural. Anyway, kind. Of, I thought it was interesting.
0: <laughs> that is an interesting thing. If you could share that to me later, that'd be dope. I'd like to read into that. Because cool. it's on the flip side. Like it's um, one thing that made me laugh is if you think back to like two, three years ago, people complain about we're on our screens too much. You know, gotta get it off your screen, connect people more often. And like we look at the world we're in now, it's due to our screens. People are still able to connect. Like grandparents can be able to talk to their grandkids people are able to host like their wedding ceremonies online artists are having constant online like yes we're not getting that physical touch but there's still that connection of being able to see another human and i just find it interesting how the one thing that society deemed as like a big evil years ago is now the one thing that's saving us all when we're stuck inside right now
1: (laughs) yeah that's true but i still think we need balance like yeah I think it's some, but it's true, like something that was like evil to spend a lot of time in front of your computer now is just accepted and encouraged and also like should, should be like not, um, shouldn't be something you have to get, but should be something everybody has. We kind of realize now that uh, some technology just like access to Wi-Fi. Being able to have uh, devices like computers, um, tablets, and stuff like that is not like in the world we live in. It's not uh, something that is, I would say, a plus value. It's like a necessity. Mm -hmm. And some areas, like even in Montreal, like they realized with kids that were unable to join like Zoom meetings with their teachers because they don't have the device or they don't have like a stable Wi-Fi connection. Like those things are really important now in our world. It's so it's yeah.
0: Definitely. Like that reminds me of uh videos watching on YouTube. I, like I go down these YouTube rabbit holes and I like to consider myself a proud member of the YouTube university. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what they did was they had these group of high school kids of groups of like three to four in a auditorium with a with a blind split between the two of them. And they'd asked them, All right, we want you guys to do a research. You have 30 minutes of research on a particular subject. One group had encyclopedias and books, the other group had the internet. But they know that the, each group didn't know what the other group had. So the one that had encyclopedias started feeling very defeated and feeling bad about themselves when the other group was like, how the hell did they get that so quick? And what they're explaining is that all those teachers are handing homeworks to kids. Not all kids have access to the Internet or even to a computer at home. So their only time is to use that at school. And if school is shut down at like 435, they can never get that homework done, which means they'll always be, be behind on their studies. And it's some definitely we yeah. as a society to take into consideration and mm. find ways to find solutions around that.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Wow. That's interesting. Try to take that into account.
0: Yeah. Like it's granted like phones are definitely coming cheaper, but it's again, you can still have a phone, but it's that access to Wi-Fi, which is so so valuable. It's like almost like oxygen right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Almost. Almost, but not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite.
1: Not not yet.
0: Awesome. Um, So this is a bit of a bigger world scale type question is if you could deliver a message to the whole world via push notification, what would your message read?
1: I think it would focus on uh, compassion and ability to put yourself in the other person's shoes. But also like, I don't know, I would have two messages. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) What would be about compassion and yes, being able to um, think about other people's uh, feelings, thoughts, and uh, necessities, Um, and this, I think this is tied, but maybe not, maybe I just see that everywhere, maybe it's (laughs) something I do, but um, to all the climate change issue, which is us not being able to care for future generations but also us not being able to care for vulnerable populations and um, communities because we are not able to extend our compassion to people that we don't see and to problems that we don't see Um, and we don't listen to what professional experts have to say and so even though it's not like directly related I think there's a link to do between our individuality and lack of compassion with uh, this crisis. Um, but, but yeah, I think that would be my point.
0: That's a great point. Like I'm understanding a lot. It's people being more empathetic, and I think, as you mentioned, if we're all more empathetic towards one another, understanding where someone else is coming from, it's makes it easier for us to want to help that person, but also harder for us to like just ignore that person.
1: Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. you. You mentioned climate change and one thing that i found was funny while again uh, while watching youtube they were showing how the fact that no one's in their car and everyone's doing social distancing in la and also in hong kong the smog has completely disappeared and like people always people are always saying like yeah we don't have that much control but just the fact of like a month or a few weeks people not in their cars the smog disappeared that's a big sign of we can Mm -hmm. cause a major change into the world and it's a scary thought to think of what life would be like if ever it goes back to normal would people still be Thoughtful about their car usage and everything else or just be like, eh, it is what it is. We're back to our normal days.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because um, even in this crisis, this COVID crisis, there's a lot of things we can learn. Um, and you say that you, you describe yourself as optimistic. And so if you're looking at this side of it, I think people can learn a lot of things, especially in terms of how Major our impact is on our uh, environment, and I really hope that we get to um, to I think respond to the COVID crisis and to the economic crisis that's going to come with it in a very resilient way to to well or in a way to make us more resilient to the climate crisis that is coming, and that is already happening in different part of the world. Um, so so yeah i i really hope that um our politicians are gonna act in a smart way and not gonna try to go back to something that is not um sustainable at all Mm
0: -hmm.
1: meaning Mm -hmm. the oil industry
0: yeah like it's like you said we have to think future thinking about the next generation and what type of world we're going to leave for them and also like what type of legacy do you want to leave to your kids or to the next generation is a big big step
1: yeah and to, to to relate it back to happiness like if i know that i'm working to towards something that is uh, resilient and sustainable for for example my kids um i'm going to be much more happy like i'm going to be happier but if i know that i'm not working towards this like this has a big like this is a big thing for me cuz i don't know if i want kids because of this issue that i don't know if i'm going to give birth to a human that's not going to be able to breathe oxygen cool. in i don't know like 80 years like to to just live a happy life like
0: that is yeah that's definitely a scary thought to have but one that We should still all think of at least once or a few times in our life just to be able to help balance out our thoughts like i do consider myself relentlessly optimistic but it doesn't mean that i completely ignore the negative things in life like you got to see both sides of things to be able to find where you want to position yourself
1: oh yeah definitely like i see a lot of bad things like i see i see all the negative and i don't choose to ignore it but i like When I take action, I feel my agency. I feel my capacity to do something for it. And if I ignore it, then it's just like being completely dependent on what other people do,
0: Mm -hmm. and that
1: would make me feel um, powerless and definitely not at my best.
0: I dig you on that. That's part of the reason why I do the podcast. (laughs) Happiness loves company. It's always trying to take something negative and make it something positive. Let's flip it around and do something good with what we have. Mm -hmm. Definitely
1: yeah so, thank you for that <laughs>
0: my pleasure my pleasure so I have one question I ask all my guests and it's if you could have anybody over as a dinner guest for a few hours in the night dead or alive who would it be and why
1: Hmm. <laughs> wow okay I should have seen that one coming you know I heard <laughs> your other episode I was like "Hmm, what are they gonna say and now I'm like hmm, what am I gonna say
0: what I could do, because I realized I just messed up the order of my own podcast, <laughs> we're going to go yeah. to the lightning round first, and then we'll yeah. come back to that question.
1: That's, that sounds great. Yeah. That sounds good.
0: So the lightning round you are- You can edit it out. I'm not. I'm going to keep it in there. Keep it authentic <laughs> for that part. <laughs> but I will edit out the first ums from earlier, though. I will edit that part out, as I mentioned. <laughs> so for lightning round, it's real simple. It's a this or that type of response. Just give me the response to the first thing that comes to your mind so what's worse laundry or dishes laundry okay lust or love what lust or love love being the passenger or the driver the driver <laughs> <laughs> a little thing of control <laughs> sunrise or sunset Hmm both no 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 it doesn't work like that
1: (laughs) people who know me know i have a really hard time to choose so it's gonna make them laugh um okay um sunrise
0: sunrise okay wet or dry
1: dry depends on the situation
0: (laughs) the last song you had on repeat oh my god do i have a song on repeat
1: oh um, Pom? De quoi te
0: plaire? I'm gonna to have to put that on my playlist. I'd add that to queue. <laughs> um, can you describe your life in a with a six word sentence?
1: Yes. <laughs> I can do
0: that for you. <laughs> Technically, it is a yes or no question. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're the first person to catch on to that. <laughs> Good job. <laughs>
1: You want it for real? I can give it yes. to you. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like you'll you'll get a special prize after just being the first person to figure out that question.
1: Excellent, I'm waiting for it. Um, um, it's just like, are there any six word sentences?
0: <laughs> it, doesn't be, it doesn't have to be does not to be a for proper grammatical sentence it could be just mm-hmm. a list of words oh. put together yeah
1: oh okay just the words put together thank you thank you that wasn't clear
0: it, it's people interpret it as they wish it's like the wet or dry question people interpret it as they wish
1: thank you for that sorry can you repeat the question
0: describe my your life or my day your oh, life, life.
1: Oh. okay journey through Creativity and passion. Only one left. Only one left. Um, difficult. It's kind of difficult journey. It's like I would put it in the, in the at the beginning, and I would add in the end. Difficult, but very rewarding.
0: Ah, uh, like a little subheading right there. I dig it. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Sorry, it was so long. It's just it's kind of a tough question. Like your life in six words.
0: Well, you know, when you're on the Happiness Loves Company podcast, we ask you the tough questions. (laughs) Awesome. So now back to the dinner guest. If you could have anyone over as a dinner guest, dead or alive, who would it be and why?
1: Um, I think I would love to meet Jane Goodall. Who's Jane Goodall? She's um, she's a scientist, a woman scientist who was uh, studying chimpanzees. it's just for me, it's one of my first female model in science that you meet as a young girl. Cause like she's I think uh in science some people well, a lot of people talk about her, they know her. Um and so it would be interesting for me to know how it was for her when she started to study um like how it was to be in this world of men and how she made it through through it because that's definitely something uh it's one inspiration when i was younger and so i would like to meet her and talk with her and hear about our all her crazy experiences
0: (laughs) that's really cool and like definitely there's definitely gonna be some resilience in her story and just her being able to overcome situations that were either put there artificially or just naturally for her to come over so that's that'd be a very interesting dinner dinner to guest to have Thank you. All right. I just want to say, Madeleine, thank you for joining me on the Happiness Loves Company podcast. The good times have to come to an end, unfortunately. So once again, thank you.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> it was really fun to be here. Seriously, I can't wait to hear what it's going to be like.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get this thing edited up, fix the volume, make it sound real nice, super clear, top notch, the like professional treatment.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank
0: you. <laughs> least I could do have a nice do. day thank you you too
1: enjoy the sun yes bye <laughs> bye
0: thank you for listening now before we sign off I want you to do one thing for me if you enjoyed the episode I want you to text someone that you're grateful for them send them a message letting them know that you're grateful for having them in your life now make sure to share this episode with a friend and leave a review on your favorite podcast app Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace out, family.